1: And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to
2: Dell Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I asked the question, what is the Biden plan going to do to your retirement plan? How is it going to change things? And I looked up a bunch of stuff uh, so that we've got something to discuss. And then I put my mind to it to try to think about what does it really mean? And I'm going to try to do both. I'm going to try to give you some pieces of what I found out by, you know, just basically Googling this stuff. But then going further and saying, okay, what does that really mean? What are they really trying to do and what does that mean? Now, as I go through this today, I'm going to hit this from a little bit different angle than what you probably would like to hear it, I would suggest that a majority of my listenership is either, I would say, conservative or uh, libertarian. That's just my guess, because that's the kind of people that join up to our program all the time. And they may be wrong. There's probably some liberals out there. But I want to explain to you, before we get started, that I am a weird bird, because I'm a financial conservative and a social liberal. Now, I'm not going to try to explain to you what that means completely, but I want you to understand that I have social empathy for people. I really do. I believe in protecting the underdog. In fact, my whole career has been out there protecting the underdog in just about everything that I do. So I I don't have a problem with that. But what I do have challenges with is when people make decisions that don't make a lot of sense. So as we look at these things and we start talking about them, I'm going I'm to break them down to you, to what they really mean to our society and don't mean to our society. Because some of the stuff the Democrats are doing is going to affect you quite a bit. Some of the stuff they're doing is just massive, massive redistribution of wealth. That's, that's what it comes down to. They just want to take money out of the rich and give it to the poor. And their number one word, I heard everything they bring up now, whenever they talk about anything, is we're looking at the equity of this whole thing, the equity. Why are poor people not rich? Why are rich people allowed to be rich? Why should we even let rich people be rich? Doesn't make any sense. Why should we let them accumulate so much wealth? And yet, you wonder why billionaires are all Democrats. I'll tell you why they're all Democrats. By buddying up to the Democratic side of the equation, they look like good guys. So when the laws get passed, instead of these people coming directly at billionaires, they go after the millionaires. And so the people that have a good job that work hard, saved, bought a home for three hundred thousand is now worth a million and a half, which is almost everybody in California. It's a lot of people in Texas now, a lot of, you know, good, successful middle class people are worth a million bucks. And so now these people are saying to you, we're going to attack everybody over $400,000 of wealth. And all the tax plans are attacking people over $400,000 a year in income. So arbitrary number, but it's not COLA adjusted. In other words, 400000 this year is one thing. 400000 10 years from now might be really only worth 200000 In other words, it's going to get worse. So... As we get into this and we look at this, understand what they're doing is this this massive redistribution is trying to take money away from $400,000 a year people to $1 million a year people and put it back into the poor people. What it is not doing in any way, shape or form is attacking the billionaires. And I'll explain why and how they're insulated as you go through this thing so that you can see that it really doesn't do what they want to do. Or maybe it does, and maybe that's the naivete of it all. Maybe the billionaires, all those guys out there in the movie moguls, and you look at these guys, these Democrats that are billionaires, and you look at them and say, okay, what are they doing? Why are they doing it? And it's quite obvious what they're doing. It's CMA, cover my Katukas, you know what I'm talking about. The bottom line is these guys are out here staying on the side of the Democrats so they hide in plain sight. And that's really what it's all about. But we, the normal people in the middle, who get up and tie our shoes the same way every day and put our pants on and go to work, do our thing, we in the middle, we're the ones they are after. They're not after the poor people. They're not after the tent people. Etc. cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to try to bring some balance to this argument, which nobody out there does. It's either I'm way left or I'm way right. Eight everybody in between or everybody on either side of that line. And what's funny is you draw that line. There's an old saying, I'm going to draw this line in the sand. Now, step over the line. The guy steps over the line saying, now you're on my side. That's the weird thing about what the Democrats do is they keep moving the line. And if we drew a line between 10 people and then we move the line one foot closer to one side, now more people are on the other side of that line. There's now more Democrats. And the Democrats keep moving that line. They keep moving it by bringing in more illegal aliens. They keep moving it by changing voting registration laws. They keep doing everything they can to change the way the electorate has the power to be able to make the decisions so that the poor people have more power. That is their goal. They're not even going to disguise that. You just have to understand it. And then we go in and we look at what's going on. So I've, want to figure out what Biden's plan is going to do to change your retirement plans. Well, the first one I found that was really huge is Biden has a plan to eliminate the tax deductibility of your 401k. Now, how's that going to work? The argument for it is that it's unfair. Rich people are in a higher tax bracket, let's say 37 to 42. I'm in the 42. Let's say you're 37 to 42% tax bracket, and you put in $100 in savings you get $0.42 cents back as a tax deduction off of this year's tax return. You got the money, but you didn't pay the taxes on it. Now, if you're a poor person and you put that same $100 in there, you're in the 10% tax bracket. You only get a 10% savings. Or if you're under that, you get zero savings. And so they say that's unfair. I actually agree. I'm with them on this one. I, don't, I think the 401k is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Eh, maybe not the stupidest, but it's got flaws. And the way they look at it is what they're going to do is eliminate the tax deduction, the current year tax deduction on money contributed to the 401k and or matching dollars contributed to the 401k. So before your, your company would get a tax deduction for what they contributed to you, you'd get a tax deduction for what you contributed. Now, Those contributions go away. This is going to be billions and billions of dollars of extra taxes for them. Instead, what they're going to do is they're going to give the employee who contributed a 26% tax credit. So instead of getting a 42% tax write-off, they're going to get a 26% tax credit that will go into the 401k. So think about it. You took $10,000 out of your pocket this year to put in a 401k because that's been told the right thing to do. You used to get a $10,000 deduction on your taxes. Now you won't. Now you're going to pay the taxes on $10,000, which would be anywhere from $1,500 to 4200 depending on which tax bracket you're in. And you're going to pay those taxes, but you're paying it on money you didn't get. You're also paying Social Security and Medicare on that money, whether you realize it or not, that's even happening today. So now you're paying, let's say you're in the 37% tax bracket, and you're paying half of Social Security and Medicare. That's another 7.5%. So that's going to be thirty-seven seven is 44. And then you live in California, and you got a 12% state tax, so that's 56. So you, you are saving $10,000 and paying $5,600 on that $10,000 to save it and not getting it. Can't touch it think about that that's pretty bizarre isn't it that's pretty much kills the incentive for the 401k it
1: may be gone if they pull this off now more intel to build a better lifestyle from Dell Wamsley if you don't pay attention
2: to what goes on in your life that everybody else in this world is going to take a hold of your life and they are going to twist it and turn it and mess it around until they get your life looking like what they want your life to look like. And so they're sticking their finger in your life. They're trying to change your life. Now this is on the surface, a very powerful yet painful situation that's going on at all times. Now, it's worse in some cases than it is in others. Some of us are better at controlling it than others. But it's going on for all of us. This is the kind of lifestyle we live. You, on the other hand, have to go to work. That's why your your listenership hour is cut down to 10 minutes or 15 minutes at the most. Because you're catching this show as a break. A break in between driving from here to there, from lunch to no lunch, to whatever else it is that is controlling and manipulating your life and not allowing you to just sit down and have this conversation with me. Because that's what you really need to do. You need to sit down. In some peace and quiet and think through your entire life. Just do it. Find a place and time where you can think it through, write it down, figure it out, and then start on the process of changing it. We'll be right back with the Del Radio Show.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Dal Wamsley.
2: Welcome back to the Dell Radio Show. Today we're looking at uh, a snapshot of what Biden's plans for your future look like as far as uh, financial planning uh, for your future and your retirement. The first one we hit was the 401K. He intends to remove the tax deduction for the 401k contributions which means that the risk of number one your paycheck's going down you understand that number two he plans to increase payroll taxes on people making over four hundred thousand dollars a year what that really means is because i make over four hundred thousand a year is that we paid payroll taxes up to 400,000 and then they stopped. It used to be up to 100,000, and then they stopped, but they moved it to 400. I think they're going to take it away and there's going to be no limit. So you'll, you'll be doing payroll taxes all the way up on every dollar you make. All right, so let's talk about these. Does that help people? Well, the lower income people who used to contribute $10,000 a year would only get $1,500 in tax write-offs, will now get $2,600 worth of tax credits. Those tax credits will be applied to the 401k, so they'll be saving faster. So on the downside of this, for people on the lower end, this is a good plan. Okay? It makes sense for them. On the upside, it's going to be less effective for people who make more money than people who make less money. So it's changing the balance. Whereas before it was balanced the other way. So if you want to argue about fairness, it was never really fair that poor people didn't get the same write off or benefit that that the rich people did. They couldn't afford to save money anyway, because they're barely making enough to survive. This may create a disincentive for your employer to contribute right now because he's not going to get that contribution tax deductible anymore so he's gonna have to pay taxes even though he gives you the money he's gonna have to pay taxes on it so that's a bit of a problem there they may stop contributing right and you tie this in with biden's plan to increase corporate income taxes from 21 to 28. Now you got a situation where corporations are getting slapped in the face on payroll taxes and then slapped in the face on corporate taxes and their only way to fight back is say, okay, well then we're going to streamline. We're going to cut back. We're going to cut back employees or we're going to move. We're going to go where you can't get us to another country. One of the two that's going to happen. That's going to hurt people. That one will hurt people. So whereas Biden sees this in a, monolithic environment. In other words, nothing changes. If I just tax people more, nothing changes, except we have more taxes. Whereas the reality is, it changes everything. The unforeseen consequences is you drive businesses out of this country for both of those reasons. And you really have less and less people protected. Now, the next thing they're doing is they're looking at Social Security. And this one is really um, liberal in design. First thing they're going to do is they're going to raise the minimum benefits. So... When you get the lowest amount of Social Security, which, by the way, Social Security is paid in, the more you pay in, the larger percentage of what the maximum you can get, you get. So if you can't earn very much money, you don't earn very much money, you don't pay very much in, then there's not very much to take out. Well, they're going to raise the minimum on that so the people at the very bottom have more money to live on when they retire. I get that. That's okay. That's you know the social safety net thing I'm not afraid of that second thing they're going to do is you're going to change the cola the cola on how much you get used to be based on the CPI it's now going to be CPIE which is basically what it is, it's old people's retire. It's Social Security cost of living is what it comes down to. People that are on Social Security, what is their cost of living and how is it changing? So it doesn't take into account some of the things that other people are paying for. Uh, It only takes into account what that is. I don't know what that difference is going to be. I'm not really familiar with the differences in the two someday it'll probably come out they're going to increase benefits on people that have been in the social security system for 20 years or better i think the theory behind this was the cost of living the cola didn't keep up and that if you've been living on social security for 20 years you're probably pretty broke and so they're going to increase that basically increasing the cola it's another democratic thing i always laugh about colas i said my daughter had a cola she came to me and said you know dad i'm 16 now it's more expensive dad to be 16 than it was to be 14. I need a cost increase of my allowance. And that's what it really is. It's just somebody coming to you saying, hey, it's more expensive to be alive. It's not what I do is what I get. It's what I need is what I get. It's a different basis. That's a whole theory that came out of the book Atlas Shrugged that said, basically, the world's going to change from those who have to those who need, meaning they're just going to keep taking Taken, taken, taken from the people that have and give it to the people that don't. And actually, in that book, they brainwashed everybody to believe that's the way it should be. They intend on increasing benefits for teachers and other public service individuals, as if they're not already given the best retirement plans there are. My uncle is a teacher. My aunt is a teacher. And they're living sweet on their teacher retirements. And they're going to increase those, okay? So those guys are going to get more money. They're going to increase payroll taxes. I already mentioned that and on people to make over $400,000. So those are the social security bet changes. The other thing they're going to do is they're going to allow people to catch up their contributions. You can contribute to your 401k or to your retirement plan of any type, whatever retirement plan you have, only if you earn money. If you're not earning any money, you can't contribute. Well, this is saying, okay, during those times when you couldn't earn, maybe you're off because of COVID. Now that you're back working again, we're going to let you catch up. So let's say you missed Eight months of paying into your 401k because you weren't employed. You can now match that lost amount to put in. I don't have any problem with that. I really don't. They're taking money out of their own hands. They're paying taxes on it to put it back in there. Uh, there's no tax deduction for it. There's a tax credit for it. And they would have gotten the tax credit they could have saved. And now they're paying the money out of their own income again to do it. I don't have any problem with that. EITC, earned income tax credit, is going to be increased. And it's going to be the age limit where you can take it is going to go up. So basically what uh, the earned income tax credit was, if you made below a certain amount, depending on how many dependents you had, then you got a tax credit. In other words, the government's just saying you're just not making enough money. To survive, so we're going to give you some money that used to end at a certain age, and now they're saying it won't end. You could say I'm 60 years old and I've got two dependents. I've got my 45 year old son and 52 year old daughter living with me, so I'm considering those people dependents, and I'm going to get the tax credit. So that's a new change. There's another thing that's out there right now. We're coming to a break. I don't think I'm going to get into this whole new thing. Is there's a bipartisan tax act called Secure Act 2 that's being voted on right now and we'll cover that when we get back Del Wamsley Radio Show.
1: Now, from the files of Del Wamsley.
2: Guy came up and said, man, I went up and I listened to your podcast. He said, man, it's really interesting. I'm thinking about doing it. And that really was interesting to me that just an infrequent conversation to somebody at a bar could start someone's mind to thinking about retirement. There was a big leadership training meeting they were at and yet some guy really was willing to come up and say, hey, I really would like to retire. And the point I'm getting to it, it's kind of struck me because I really didn't anticipate this conversation. How many of you out there right now really would like to retire and just don't even know that you'd like to retire? How many of you have any idea what the possibilities are in life? And I would suggest to you that my excursion over this last five or six days has proved to me that almost nobody understands Nobody that is that isn't a Lifestyles member, that isn't watching other people doing it, and seeing it done, and people retiring in two to three years or less. And so when you propose that concept to a person, the guy's 40 years old, he's in the apex of his career, he's peaking in his company, it just doesn't even click, because they're still thinking about climbing to the top of the mountain. So you see that the people out there just don't really even have any understanding that there is a possibility to retire in two or three years. We'll be right back with the Del Walton Radio Show.
0: Baseball is back, and so is MLV.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley
2: Radio Show. We're talking about uh, Biden's tax plans and how they may affect you and your ability to retire in the future. And... As of what I've covered so far, you just need to understand, number one, your paycheck is going down. If he gets past what he wants passed, they're going to stop allowing you to write off your 401k contributions to stop the employers from writing them off, which means they may not match anymore. But just flat out, there's going to be, you're going to get a smaller paycheck right out of the blocks on this thing, no matter who you are. It's going to be smaller, unless you never did contribute to your 401k, which then probably won't be affected if you're in low-end tax brackets. High-end tax brackets are going to get slaughtered. There's no doubt about that. Corporate taxes are going to get slaughtered. There's no doubt about that. But here's the one that's kind of interesting. I read this one, too. Biden is committed, or his group have committed, to maintaining an interest rate so low to keep the economy going and unemployment to come back that they're willing to allow inflation. Now, the government, Federal Reserve, and the people that Run the money supply, have been given the burden of two things. Don't allow inflation to go above 2%, and don't allow business to die. So there's a constant balancing of lowering interest rates so business goes up, and then cutting back and raising interest rates so that you don't have inflation. Well, we are willing to accept an inflation rate of 2%. That's ideal. They'll actually allow even more than that, but 2 is the ideal situation. Well, what they've decided now, the Democrats have, is that they're going to continue to print money because they don't care if there's hyperinflation now i say hyper and they would contend that it's not hyper their contention is is that they're going to allow extra inflation right now to make up for the almost non-existent inflation over the last eight years Uh, i mean inflation's been less than two percent and so they're saying we're just going to catch it back up it needs to catch back up and so we're going to have hyperinflation for a while to do that what they're really doing is they're watering down the value of your money so the stock market goes from twenty thousand to thirty thousand. You go, man, I'm rich. You no, know, you know, have thirty useless dollars that used to be worth twenty useless dollars. So you've got more dollars, but not more buying power. That's the reality of what's going on. Now, who benefits from that type of inflation? Well, this is where it gets really kinky because it really benefits the rich. If you own assets and those assets are inflated like real estate, we're able to buy a house for one hundred thousand dollars, it's now worth three hundred thousand dollars just a few years later. Inflation is doing. Apartment complexes that we bought for twenty million are now worth thirty million. The stock market was twenty thousand, it's now thirty thousand. The inflation is not helping poor people. They can't buy more expensive cheese, gas, water. Think about it. Cutting off the pipeline is making the price of gas go from a dollar fifty a gallon back up to $3 a gallon and $4 a gallon in some states. How is that helping the little guy? Well, it's not. We all understand that. That's where the Democrats have conflicting interests, don't they? By needing to take care of all of their constituencies... They are making rules that actually counter each other out. So for all the help of giving these extra inflated dollars to these poorer people, lower income individuals, they are then making the cost of living go up accordingly, so that the buying power is not any better. They're not really making them better off. But the people who own assets, the value of those assets are rising dramatically. Now, what does that do for you in retirement? In retirement, it kills you. Why? Because there's no interest. See, at some point you have to be able to turn assets into income to be able to live off of it. And if the interest rates are so low that the money in the bank that you have doesn't earn anything, then you're just eating through your money, you're eating through your retirement, it's going away fast. No matter how much money you have, you can't live off of the money without it earning more money for a very long period of time, unless you drop your standard of living to almost nothing. So there's no place to put your money. You don't earn anything in interest accounts. You don't earn anything in bonds. You don't earn anything in CDs. don't earn anything in the bank. Even in real estate, the cash flows are going down. Where we used to have 20 and 30% cash flow, cash on cash return, we now are looking for deals that earn anywhere from 7 to 15%. 15% would be considered a windfall right now. Seven would be considered about normal. And why is that good? Well, because your saving account is earning less than a half a percent of interest. You know, think about it. If you have a half a percent interest in your savings account and you go to one percent, you've got a hundred percent increase in your rate of return. Now, if you go to two percent, you have a thousand percent rate of return from the one to two, and from the half, you have fifteen hundred percent return increase. Increase in return, you get up to six, you got six thousand percent increase. If you had a one percent return to a six percent return, you have a six thousand percent increase. Now think about that. That's quite a bit. So as you sit here and you think about this, how do you retire? If it costs you a month's worth of income to pay your water bill, how do you retire? Inflation will kill retirees. That's why they're upping all the money to the poor end of the retirees of Social Security people because they know they're going to inflate them right out of their houses, right out of their savings accounts, right out of the retirement accounts. They're going to kill them, and you're going to get killed too. Why? Because all the tax changes to the 401k system, all the income tax changes, the payroll tax changes, Social Security and Medicare tax changes, increased tax rates on individual tax rates, increased tax rates on corporate tax rates, all of that giant money grab. Is just going to take more money out of your pocket and allow you less, to some degree, some percentage less, to save for the future. While the cost of everything you're buying is going up. It's interesting. Just to watch it happen, see them not understand that. But there is one last thing. And I am so interested to see if this one happens. And if it does, I'm so interested to find out how the rich people get away with it. Ocasio-Cortez wants to create something called a wealth tax. And that people will take 1% of everything you own each year. The government will take 1% of everything you own each year. Wow, my mind boggled when I heard that. I just, I've heard it multiple times. It's it's out there. It's a legitimate statement. She, That's what she wants. If she keeps pushing to get her way and she gets more power in Congress, that's what's going to happen. And... Then they said, well, it's only going to be for the upper echelon, but that upper echelon's like $400,000 a year in earned income seems to be their target for people above that or people that have above a certain amount of money. For example, I think I heard somewhere they were discussing it with a $50 million cap. In other words, the first you can keep $50 million, but after $50 million, you have to pay 1% of everything you own every year. Now, the reason why I bring this up is that are you really going to do that? If you took 1% of a billionaire's net worth, how much is that? Well, there's a thousand million in a billion. So what is 1% of a thousand million? You just got to think about that for a second. And if they did that to every billionaire in the country, if they did that to every half billionaire, every millionaire that was worth more than 50 million, who do you think they're going to get to vote for them. Who do you think they're gonna to get to fund their campaigns? So I think they'll create a loophole. And the way I see the loophole is is that rich people put all their money in trusts, so the tax will only be on people, not on trusts, and trusts won't have to pay the one percent and all the regular people will have to pay the one percent, or they will just move their money to other countries. Whatever it is, they're never gonna go against the billionaire contributors that are running the Democratic Party.
1: The files of Del Wamsley
2: I never was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger I could see that I didn't have the genetics for it but what I perceived was I had learned the secret to something now I had not yet read Think and Grow Rich but I knew that I had wrapped my arms around the secret of life which was what whatever the mind of man can conceive, believe it can achieve as long as it goes out and gets the specific knowledge it needs from someone who's been there not from people who have never been there not from teachers not from your parents not from your attorneys not from your cpas not from all these know-it-all people around you that don't really know it all that's what i figured out let those people go and go find that one individual that one person go find your bruce randall in your life i found bruce randall he taught me what to do Fifty thousand people have joined lifestyles over the last 30 years. Thousands and thousands of them have told me that I was their Bruce Randall. Not because I'm super smart, super genius. Not because Bruce Randall was super smart, super genius. Not because Bruce Randall was ever even close to the best Mr. Universe there ever was. And not because I'm even close to the best real estate investor you will ever be Simply because we made the knowledge available to people after having done it. So people could see it was real. They could believe. Take a short break. Be right back with the rest of the show.
1: Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley.
2: This week we did a show about a pickle jar story. Told this many times in my life. And uh, someone wrote me back about it and said it was really enlightening and then asked a question that i'll disclose here in a second but for those of you who've never heard the pickle jar story there once was a professor that was teaching time management and he was trying to teach kids how to get more stuff done in a shorter period of time and so he took out a big giant pickle jar and uh he took some big rocks and threw the rocks in there until it was all the way up to the top and he said can we get any more rocks in there it's, it's the jar full? and Everybody goes, yeah, it's full. He goes, no, not quite. Takes a bunch of very small pebbles and throws them in there, shakes it around a little bit, gets them to go down and says, now, now are we full? And they said, yes, of course you are. Then he takes out a bucket of sand and he pours some sand in there and shakes it around gets that to fill in more. And they go, are we full now? They go, yes, we are. Now we're 100% full. And he goes, no. Pulls out a pitcher of water, pours the water in and the water goes in around the sand and the pebbles and the rocks and fills up the rest of the thing. He goes, are we full now? But he didn't ask that. He said, what did you just learn? What is the point of this experiment. And one student said there's always more time to get things done, and the professor said no. The thing you should have learned from this experiment is you better put the big rocks in first, because if your life is filled with minutia, which would be pebbles, sand, and water, the big stuff never gets in. There's never enough time to get the important stuff done in life, because your life is filled, your pickle jar being the equivalent of your life, is filled with minutia, small things that don't matter. Lots of them. And so the guy wrote me an email and said, you know, I wish I could figure out what are the bad rocks I've got in my jar. And I said to the guy back, I wrote back, I said, look, you've got it upside down, actually. It's not about knowing what the bad rocks are, because bad is never a rock. A rock is never bad. A rock is something that's big. It's important. The rocks are the good things. Your jar is filled with minutia, stuff that doesn't matter. That's the bad stuff. What you need to do is figure out what the big rocks are, and that's where it's very difficult. So I said, look, I'm going to give you my list of big rocks, and I don't expect that they'd be your list of big rocks, but they're just the way I see the world, and the number one big rock to me is health. Now, I thought I was going to die by age 65. I'm now 64, so I've got you know about six months left, and then I'm probably going to be gone. If I'm not, then guess what's the most important thing in my life? Can I help anybody if I'm dead? Can I help anybody if I'm up sick in bed? and can't do anything for myself. Do I help anybody when I become a financial burden because I'm sick? Do I help God? Do I help your church? Do do I help my neighborhood? Do I help my friends? Do I help my family? The answer is I totally cannot help anything or person or value in the world that's important because I'm sick. In fact, I become negative. I become a burden on people. So I believe health is the most important thing. Now, I'm gonna go secondly to financial independency. I think that you need to at least be able to financially take care of yourself. If you are a financial burden to other people, I think that's really unholy in whatever form of religion you believe in, whatever form of decency you believe in. If you are living off of other people, you're a burden. Until you have enough in your life to give some of it away, you haven't done enough. You need to get out there and do something. Make something of yourself and have enough, even if it's to give a dollar in the cup of the guy that's begging on the street. You need to do enough to give some away. Next, give to those your time that support you. Now, I'm gonna let you pick who those people are. Some of you are gonna pick your families being the most important, some of you are gonna pick your church as being the most important. I, however, since I had a bad family upbringing, didn't have a family that I would choose to consider people supported me. I wasn't brought up in the church, so I don't have the church to fall back on. I created my own world. Some people call it a cult even because I pick friends. I develop and build friendships around me by helping other people. If you help enough other people get what they want in life, you can have whatever you want in life. And those people in my life, all of you that are part of my group, you are my family. You are those who support me, so I support you. If you don't have a support group, guys, you need to get a support group. Family, friends, church, something, somewhere. The next one I pick is fitness why do I pick fitness next? Because it's not how long you live, it's how well you live and getting old. I knew when I was young I had to live life as grand as I could because I knew when I got old I wouldn't be able to do what I could do when I'm young and now I'm old and I can't do what I could do when I was young. I mean I hurt everywhere. Almost every body part of my body has been destroyed at least once in my 64 years of life and they are sore and painful and you say well can't you work back from it? No. There comes a point when your body is so old it doesn't heal. Major injuries are there forever. That's why guys get out of sports at 35 years of age. At 30. Five, they've almost all beat themselves almost to a pulp. But when you get to be 60, you can't even hardly walk sometimes. Next one is education. I believe to live a great life, you need to be a lifelong learner, constantly growing and building wisdom. What is wisdom? The understanding of what truly is going on around you and not being pulled emotionally into situations that are both either positive or negative. You can get too excited about things and go running off crazy Or you could get too negative about things and sit in a little slump and cry. Either way, you're ineffective. Wisdom is understanding that you live in the now, not in the past, and not in the future. Wisdom is understanding that you are the center of your universe, but not the center of the universe. And that, my friends, is my share with you for today. That's my list, I hope you have your list. And remember always to get those big rocks in there first. Because if you don't get the big ones in, the minutiae's gonna eat you alive,
1: and they'll never get in. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. Somewhere
2: along the line, you wake up one day and you go, wow, I don't have a life left. I'm giving a majority of my resources to this job. And then you look around and go, what am I missing from that? What is suffering? Well, my relationship is suffering. You know, my relationship with my spouse is suffering, my relationship with my kids is suffering, my health is suffering. Just because I'm trying to solve this one problem, I've weighted myself towards this one problem because of this massive belief that more money will solve all the other problems. Because of that belief, I'm weighted myself to this problem to where now all these other problems are popping up in my life. So that is the very first and largest belief system you have to overcome, that more money is better. I would like to share with you one of my Dellisms, which is more is not better. Better is better. It means you don't want more money. You want money that's easier to get, that doesn't take up as much of your life. And I found that I could earn more money on the side part time in real estate investing than I could working at my job. Hope you enjoyed today's show and hope you remember always, it's not the money, the quality, not
1: the length of the lifestyle.